takes me where I want to go. Where will it send me? A starter car! This car is a finisher car! A transporter of gods! The Golden God! I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. Hello. And welcome. Hello and welcome. Uh, Pat is not here. Like he's at the inauguration. Yeah, yeah it's, he's camping out for the inauguration. So we're not going to tell you what team he's on. Yeah, he just. Uh, but he's there. He will be there. He said, confirmed. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Steed, uh, I saw you recently in person. That was nice. Uh, but what has been going yes, on yes. with you? Uh, I've been dedicating pretty much all of my energy to a Buffalo Bills Super Bowl championship. Yes. Um, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, another big win. Mahomes is injured now. Um, he'll probably play, but who knows? So their patch just got a little bit easier. Then they just have to beat an old man. Either Brady or Rodgers. Yeah. Old guy getting down. Bill's uh, already knocked out one quarterback in the playoffs. He'll do it again. Will Will you? Will we get a video of you jumping on a table if the Bills win this game? Uh, not this game. Super Bowl, I could probably get a table. Okay, if they win the Super Bowl, you will jump on a table. And, yeah, I've done it before. And put it on the Chubstep Instagram. Yeah, I can do that. I might pre-cut the table, just okay. a fair warning. That's fine. I don't, so I look stronger. You don't need to like share with all your magician secrets. I don't need to know. Or maybe I won't like lock the legs in or something, so I go through easier. Yeah, it does. It does look bad always when people do those jumps and then it just stays intact. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it just looks very painful. I'm not. I'm not trying to do one of those, but I'll. I'll smash a table. Okay, that's all I ask. I did officially announce a retraction from a previous Chubstep episode. What? Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So apparently I made a comment that um, I, I do not have a live, laugh, love type sign in my house for now. Do you remember this conversation? Yeah, I remember that. And then I combo. said, but you never know for my next place. I did make a comment like that. Uh, my girlfriend seems to have listened to the show and has made an announcement that she would never like to have a sign like that in whatever place that we live in. Um, so I was making a comment like, oh, we would not have that unless it's something she wanted to do. She wants to make it very clear that she does not want to do something like that. Mm. I don't know if I believe it. Uh-oh. This could be like a Pizzagate situation where she's just spreading fake lies through proxies. <laughs> very could be and very, bots. could be almost exact replica of Pizzagate by the time yeah. it comes down to it. Yeah. But uh, you never know. It is true. Yeah. You don't. You don't. But, uh, yeah, so I want to say that just official retraction of previous statements. Okay. Yeah. I uh, guess that's good. 
And speaking of Pizzagate type things, we do have a whistleblower calling in uh, in a little bit here. Um, yeah, this is big. This is big, and it's it's kind of it's scary. It's scary that you can be around so much and not know what's going on around you. Do you know, like, be so present and be so aware and not really know what's going around on around you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, places that you thought you knew, everything about them might change. Uh, people working at those places that you thought you knew, everything around them might change. So um, we'll have a little bit of call with that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, Steed, before that, I did want to say, I do have a, a good Billy Bob Thornton movie review coming up later. Uh, have a little girl talk here, if you're right with that. I don't, I don't know. Okay, a little girl talk. <laughs> I'm going to talk winter wear. Oh. Winter wear. What is in right now? What is the thing to wear? I think Ugg boots are back. I would agree. I was about to say the same thing. They are back. They were here. They were loud. They were gone. Now they're back. They are back with a vengeance. Uh, They're they're perfect because they're soft. Mm -hmm. They're stylish. That's what I like about them. You don't have to wear laces. Laces are out. That's what I like. Big news. I did hear laces are done. 2021, laces are done. Laces are done. Um, it started, the trend started not in the in the girl talk, in the you know, girl talk community, but uh, those little toe shoes, uh, popular with yeah. American Ninja Warrior, started with those. And then people were like, well, if they don't have to wear laces, then I don't want to wear laces. Slowly evolved to Ugg boots. And mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. Um, we mentioned scarfs before, but what do you think about beanies with a little fuzz on the top? The little ball uh, of fuzz. I think they're okay. And I, yeah. You know, it, it pretty much any winter setting. It shows you're ready for winter. You have that extra layer of fuzz for yeah, warmth. I agree. What do you think about the Canada... Goose, is that what the, what the name of that is with the little patch on the arm? What about those jackets? Those jackets were out last year because they were like murdering wolves or something. Yeah. But, you know, as time goes on, people forget. So people uh, forget. nobody cares anymore. They're back. They are back. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, for a time, yeah, they were killing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I heard this exact same story, but that. I'm sure that sounds right to me. They were murdering wolves so they could make a coat that's not made of animal material. But it makes sense. And But again, it's like, you know, somebody's in the news one day, you know, a couple days later, they're out of the news. People forget about it and moving on, right? Yeah. And you're just buying the coat again next year. That's the thing. And they re, they don't even have to rebrand, really, because you just forget. It is crazy yeah. how much um, things come in the news and out of the news and you just realize, you know, like it's something is such a big deal one day and then it's a week later you're like oh that was only a week ago or, or maybe something happened yeah. <laughs> like a year ago and then that seems like oh it seems like it was five years ago. that's because there's been you know 500 stories since that time and everything is there yeah, gets too much going on yeah people get um you know you get caught up in what is the next biggest story that can bring you in and so you try to do something that outdoes the last what's thing. gonna make what's gonna make the newspaper sell yeah fear sells. that's what the people want Fear, Fear and sex. And well, if you can combine those two, you're in fear of me coming into your house and <laughs> sexing you. That's news. <laughs> That's news. And if, you're, and if you're scared of that, uh, 
that you're going to love this story. That's big. Yeah, exactly. I barely even remember what we were talking about because that I, that story's in my head. It sucks you in that so big. much that you might, that, yeah, that that could happen. And it's all consensual. It's nothing not consensual. No, no, just, yeah, yeah. It just, it might I'm, happen. I got to go buy a newspaper and see what they're actually talking about with that story. <laughs> I miss the idea of, of just sitting and reading a newspaper. I've, I've almost, you know, I've done that a handful of times in my life, but just... The concept of just sitting there reading a newspaper just is—it's uh, a power move, you know, in a way. Yeah. Um, if you're like on a train or something, people look at you, and as yeah. long as you're not wearing horrible clothes, like yeah. you know, and with mud all over yourself, yeah. you look like a, a guy that knows what he's doing. You do, and like you don't get that same effect if you're sitting there reading a tablet or reading your phone. Like yeah, that's then not... you're just like some douche. Yeah. That's not sexy. Oh, you're playing Angry Birds on the train? Yeah, not cool. I'm learning about Wall Street, bear market, bull market. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I already sold, bought and sold three companies by the time you finished that level of Angry Birds. <laughs> That's what it looks like if you're reading a newspaper. While you're holding the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> you got a Blackberry out, too. Yeah. Blackberry. God, talk about the things like, um, you know, our kids will never... Our hypothetical kids will never know about blackberries being one yeah. of them. Um, Palm Pilots, a lot of uh, oh my god, a lot Palm of things. Sick <laughs> pagers, things that were like you know great technology at the time, um, and just like they were just like oh yeah, you can just combine like thirty of these things into one phone. Um, yeah, I'm wondering that. how much money Palm Pilot made and lost within the span of like a few years. They were like, this is the future. This is it. We've made it. This is it. <laughs> and BlackBerry came and they're like, we got a chance, guys. Let's just, you know, keep doing Palm Pilot. And then iPhone came out and they're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs a fucking electronic calendar in their pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the good stuff. I uh, I just like the stylus, the concept of using a pen. It was like, oh, wait, we got rid of pen and paper, so we'll give you another pen for your fake paper, the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's like, wait, uh, fingers look like pen, and yeah. boom, advancement. Advancement. That's how the iPhone was made. That's why I, I – well, I mean, I can shoot this. I'll interject. I had a quick Tanzania news. Okay. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that new patients are now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. What are you from Tanzania? Yes, I am. And it's just, they found some fossils saying that people yes. were using tools in Tanzania I saw two this million article. years ago. I saw this article, yeah. Yeah, um, all over Tanzania news right now. It's huge. And I I was just like, what were they doing? What were you guys doing for two million years? In the last 2,000 years, we yeah. were pretty much at that point. I learned how to use tools in like a week by the time I was six. Yeah. And that's well, and the thing I will say about that is, like, I would expect to see if tools have been around two million years, I would expect to see better, like, better progression, better tools, better tools from like the big manufacturers. Like, hey, Dewalt, I don't want your battery to run out after you know a couple hours of use on your circular saw. You I know? don't want my mother effing drill bit to freaking 
slip out of a screw. Exactly. Why does it do that? Exactly. If you've been using tools for two million years, you should have a lot more progression than we have. I feel like I'm getting jet power tools. The options of drill bits are straight line and cross line. This is BS. This is BS. We need change. We need change. And I think this administration can do that. And I think this can do it. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) I opened my windows and I was just angrily pacing while I was saying that. And there's like somebody walking down, looks over at me and I'm like punching the window talking. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. Yeah, they get a little free show. They get the pre-show. Don't let them leak anything. Yeah. Steve. Why don't you go talk to them and make sure not to leak this episode? I don't even know where they went. It's snowing out, which is why I opened yeah. the windows, and they are. Yeah. Uh, they might be snowed. They're done. Yeah, they're not getting back out. Recording live from somewhere. So we have to acknowledge we we teased it earlier in the show, but something has happened here. We have uh, anonymous anonymous caller in right now. Um. And we're we're gonna change his voice uh, to for his safety and the safety of everybody listening. Uh, we have to, well, and our own safety and our we own could. safety, yeah, mostly our own safety. Um, but there's there's a whole secret underground world uh, that most people are not even familiar with. We are talking about the secret menu items uh, in the fast food world and the restaurant industry and. We have a whistleblower on the line. Uh, thank you. What is your name? What would you like to go by? You can call me the Hamburglar. Hamburglar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. So, so I was notified um, that McDonald's, as they're known, uh, has has maybe some items that they're they don't advertise, but you can get. Is this accurate? Yes. Okay, good. Good. Um, And I don't, you know, we'll give, we don't want to give you, give away any information, but you may or may not have uh, some connection to this corporation, correct? Possibly. If you had a security level in that company, would you describe it as high? I would describe it as clearance level four. What is that out of? Twelve. Okay, that's not bad. Okay. That's not bad. Uh, okay, so it's back to business. Obviously high level. High level. We're talking about a high level individual connected with this corporation. And we need to know, are there are people not getting the full experience that they could be getting? Are there thing menu items that are secret that people can order? Yes, there are secret menu items that people can order. And what are those items? Uh, well, they've been held under wraps for a long time, so I can get in big trouble <laughs> giving out this information. Yes. Uh, some some good ones, though, that I'd like to share. Apple Pie McFlurry. Apple oh, Pie McFlurry. We'll stand up an apple pie in the McFlurry. Oh, oh my God. Just kiss. My. Who's keeping this a secret? Government. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's where Pat is right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right he has something to do with this i'm sure he has to explain himself all right that sounds amazing it sounds similar to the chocolate cake shake at portillo's uh, where they blend up a cake in a milkshake that sounds like yes very good yeah delicious do you have uh, another next item yes uh 
called the McKinley Mac, which is basically a Big Mac, but it uses quarter pounder patties instead of little Big Mac patties. <laughs> that is whoa. That is we gotta we gotta get this out. I know. do okay okay wow okay. Um, so it's a I bigger, don't. it's a more meatier Big Mac, in other words. Yeah. Okay. Everybody Great. knows that the quarter pounder patties are superior to the normal Big Mac patties. The real meat patties are a tenth of a pound. Oh, come so on. Quarter pounders, two and a half times. Oh my God. So it's a lot of Sweet mother of That's God. That's more meat. Mm-hmm. What's the secret name of that? The McKinley Mash Mac? McKinley Mac. Mm. I don't know why it's called the McKinley Mac. You could probably ask for a Big Mac with quarter pounder burgers. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Well, huh? McKinley was a president, yeah. and this clearly must have been him. Well, wasn't he? Didn't he weigh exactly two hundred fifty pounds? He did. You guys are asking questions you don't want to know the answer to. Fair enough. Okay. I am worried. I'm actually getting worried. We're in too deep. Are there are there more items? Uh, I have a couple more. Okay. Uh, this one's a little controversial. I'm sure you've heard of it. The McGangbang. I have uh, heard of this. McChicken between a McDouble. So between the two McDouble burgers, there's a McChicken. Okay. I feel like this is something I would order, and they would say, sir, you have to leave this establishment. <laughs> You might want to just order a McDouble and a McChicken and then make it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I I refuse. So when you order that, uh, do you have to pull around and receive a gangbang? Yes. (laughs) Interesting. They will give you the gangbang in the drive-thru. Oh, perfect. In your own car. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, okay, that sounds uh, enjoy. I, I don't know any other place that would allow chicken and like a poultry and a beef product together. This sounds unheard of, uh, unconstitutional. Continue. All right. Well, the last one's more of a tip than a secret menu item. Yes. You can ask for Big Mac sauce to dip your fries into. No. No. That's BS. For no extra charge? Hook in our chain. No, that's serious. Oh my god, you got to be kidding me! So, okay, did it, so but they obviously don't have that in like the sauce packets. It's not a sauce packet. It's in a squeeze bottle, so they'll give it to you in a little. Oh, those little tube, the cup, little cups, cup, yeah, little cup. paper cups. Yep. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Well, it I've, would be, yep. but it's a secret. Hamburglar, uh, how many restaurants know about this secret menu? All of them. It's worldwide. We'll pretend like they don't know what you're talking about, but they know. It's worldwide. So if they don't know you, you say, can I talk to a manager? I'm trying to order a gangbang. Well, uh, thank you. And I know you're risking your life uh, by doing this, and I really appreciate it. Um, what it, do you think they would do easy. to you if they found out you leaked this? Uh, they hand me over to Ronald. You don't want to know what Ronald does. He probably has an imagination.
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very well, much, uh, Hamburglar. Thank you. Thank you, Hamburglar. Thank you guys for giving us a platform. You are the true Stay hero. Stay safe out there. You are the true hero. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hi, this is Billy Bob Thornton. Welcome to our official website. And as Sage says, what's up? There we go. All right. So I wanted to, uh, Steed, while we're, while we're, I want to continue with this. I thank you, Hamburglar, for giving us that information and risking his life. I want to go over some other secret menu items and talk about your favorite secret menu items, if you have any. Yeah. I will talk about my favorite um, from two different places. So number one that comes to mind when I think of what I order the most secret menu item is from um, Potbellies. Potbellies. The, the, thing I only, the only thing I really get at Potbellies is called the Wrecking Ball. And it is a combination of the wreck, which is a big sandwich, and okay. the meatball sandwich. So okay. um, I will tell you the ingredients of the wrecking ball. So you put you essentially put meatballs on a different sandwich. Yeah, but the and and you get a little bit of the marinara sauce sometimes. You don't always do oh. that. Um, so the wrecking ball has so there's a there's a bunch of the wrecking ball has um, ham, turkey, roast beef, salami. Meatballs, Swiss cheese, mayo, lettuce, and tomato, and jardinera, basically. Okay. So it's a huge, huge uh, sandwich. Yeah, you, sometimes you get a little bit of the marinara. They have a they have a ton of secret menu items at um, Potbellies, by the way. But here's the, here's good. I mean, good. It's a sandwich place. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, it is true. But the problem with this is that I have had an issue where I've gone to order it before. And somebody just says, what are you talking about? And uh, so that'd be annoying. luckily I've had it like, but I would say three quarters of the time that, or maybe, you know, maybe nine times out of 10, that doesn't happen. But of course, the times that I've like told somebody else to get it, they go in there, they order and they're like, that doesn't exist. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you just got to ask if they don't know, you just add a wrecking ball, a wrecking uh, rack with meatball, you know, meatball sandwich. Yeah. Um, so, but it's very good sandwich. The other one that I like a lot is the uh, you go to In and Out Burger. This I don't get as much as it's not in our area, but the fries animal style, and that means yeah. they add a bunch of the. I saw that one. Yeah, you saw the one. That's a pretty classic one. Um, double double fries animal style. That's usually what I get at In and Out. But that's a classic. Yeah, it has like a sauce over the top and some other stuff over the you know. But it's pretty solid. I would recommend that. What, yeah, I've never been to In and Out. Okay. Do you have any secret menu items that you've had? Uh, nope. Okay. So this because, is all news. You know, to you. I I like to stick to the rules. Yeah. Play by the rules. You always play by the rules. Yeah, I don't go off and. Also, I'm just worried that I'll be like, "Can I have a quesadilla from Chipotle?" And the person will be like, "What? Do we make those?" And then it'll be a big thing, and they'll be like, asking everyone, and I'm I'm standing there like. Uh, you would, of course, sorry. yeah. You would be, of course, be the guy that I'm always stuck behind in line. Like I'm always yeah. stuck behind that guy that's like trying to order can something. You, like, buddy, can yeah. you just order something on the menu? Like, can you fold my burrito into sixteenth pieces? Uh, <laughs> so I, I just need that. I think what you're talking about right now is a quesarito from, and I've heard this one before, also from Chipotle. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, no, no, quesadillas. Are, are those might be on the menu? Quesadillas are on the menu. Yeah, people get those. Oh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, then I can order a quesadilla from Chipotle without fear. Uh, but, 
or, or at least people do that pretty consistently. I don't know if it's necessarily on the menu, but I've definitely seen people in front of me do that multiple times. A quesarito, though. People will get a quesadilla as the outside and then wrap it up as a burrito. Oh, yeah. That sounds sick. That's insane. That would be that a ton I would of food. Order. That would be a ton of food, though. Like I was, I was going to say, that's a two-person meal. Yeah. The problem with some of these things, a lot of these secret menu items are a combination of multiple things. And sometimes that individual thing is enough to fill you up. So when yeah. you're doing this... Well, almost all of the secret menu items that I saw are yeah. just like more food. Yes. <laughs> it's <laughs> not like anything more. creative. It's yes. just like we put seven... Wendy's has one. It's called the yes. T-Rex burger. Yes, I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> yes. <Now> what? <laughs> But, and I saw, like, that's not a secret. There's just some guy ordering nine pennies. <laughs> but what I saw about that is it's like $21. So it was, it's, oh my it's actually way more expensive than you just, if you just individually ordered <laughs> nine, <laughs> nine sandwiches. I, the thing about the secret menu items, some of them I really do, like the wrecking ball, I really do prefer over any of their individual sandwiches. Um, like animal, you know, animal style fries are the better of the fries at the places. But a lot of them are just a little ridiculous. Um, like here's the quesarito. We've been looking through some of these ones. Uh, I was looking at this. You probably saw a similar list to what I did. Some of these ones I didn't know about, but yeah, like you're saying, a lot of them are just extra yeah. food. And like, I don't know if I need like, uh, a, the McGangbang, the chicken with the patties. Like, I don't know how good that would taste. I could try getting it, but I do want to try just order it. I, I would, I think a goal would be if, if a listener could actually go to one and order a McGangbang and see what actually happens. I would like to Yeah, see. I want a video footage. I'm sure there's like people on YouTube that have done it. Like, Haha, we'll get it to me gangbang today. Listen to my vlog. But yeah. I want to see like somebody I know do it. Exactly. And, like, they kick him out of or McDonald's. somebody that knows the show. Yeah. So and then the cops come. Yeah. Just I, I like secret menu items. Just be warned that they have a lot of turnaround in fast food restaurants, and so <laughs> you could just get somebody that has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that would be funny. Yeah. For us. Steed, was there something else you want to get to? I want to talk inauguration. Okay. Of Magafuli. Oh, yes. So, I mean, he handled his extremely well with poise, with (laughs) grace. His election, he won, I think, like 83% of the votes. So, you know, clearly the whole country is behind him. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, what does America need to do to get back to that? Yeah, the my thought would be stuffing ballot boxes because I believe isn't there something right now where the U.S. is actually like not allowing some people in from Tanzania because of the stuffed ballot boxes they were finding with the election? Are they really? I thought I saw something about that. I didn't read the full article, so I don't want to misspeak it. <laughs> yeah, in Tanzania, um, I'm pretty sure that's how they got so many votes, but I don't want to bring down our dog. Yeah, no, no, no. It's all, it was all like above board, of course. Well, like people were just so busy and they're like, you know who I'm going to vote for. Just can you put it, put my ballot in there for me? Yeah. So then I don't, I can go to like stay home with my kids. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Michael Foley. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, here's what the article was U.S. imposes visa restrictions on Tanzanian officials over vote. Uh, so <laughs> this says that, uh, there would be visa restrictions on Tanzanian officials that were responsible for or complicit in undermining the general elections. Oh, whatever. 
opposition to Magafuli said that they were fraudulent. You know, they were fraudulent that he won. Um, and there's a lot of protests. I didn't hear a single thing about any protesting. <laughs> I just heard good things. Uh, yeah, they're basically saying, you know, we're, we've noticed that it's some shady stuff's going on over there. So we're going to we're not going to maybe allow you to f- travel as freely to the U.S. Um, uh, that's lame. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like but maybe then when the new regime takes over um, tomorrow, by the time this comes out, maybe they'll lift those. Yeah, lift the dancing of pan. That's good. Yeah, definitely be the right thing to do. Uh, <laughs> I do like that, Steve. I did. Um, well, thank you for bringing up the inauguration of of Magufuli. We have not probably talked about him enough on the show. Yeah, Tanzania's president. So I want to talk about a movie here, and I've been saving this Billy Bob Thornton movie for a while, but I get it's time. I think it's time I talk about it. Hello, I'm Billy Bob Thornton, and do me a favor. Once we start, let me get three sentences out before you ask me another inane goddamn question. Well, they don't make sense because uh, what's like this, you can say three but not four. Yeah. It's funny because I mean, you know, we have rules in network television. I can barely keep my ass in the seat. I want to run up on the stage and like mess the guy's hair up and turn the furniture over and you know, stuff like that. I'm obviously not an albino. So, uh, yeah, I have a I have a phobia about antiques, certain kinds, anything before night, uh, anything before 1950 or so. Okay, shut the f- up. I'll do it. Yeah, that's what we did. We we took a the guy who was six five, and shrunk him down for the f- movie. Wow. Yeah. Only in Hollywood. Anyway, no, I'm not an albino. God damn it. I mean, seriously, what is he's he a dwarf. Of course, he's that f- short. That's. What kind of question is that? Am I on f- acid? What? Actually, real fast. Tell me your favorite westerns. Uh, Western, do you a big Western fan? 310 to Yuma. Okay. Uh, that's probably the only one I've seen. Oh, God. Okay. So, not a big Western <laughs> fan. <clears throat> but I will tell you. I, I've seen like others, but in like parts of, like, I've seen parts of Tombstone. Well, conveniently, um, Steed. 1993, that's, probably, that's the movie I'm talking about right now. 1993's Tombstone. Yeah, with Dolph, starring Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren is not in this movie. Um, oh, sorry. Um, that other guy. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> A different 90s guy. <laughs> yeah. So this yeah. movie, <laughs> written by Kevin Jarr, J-A-R-R-E. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. But he also wrote The Mummy. So I have a lot to thank for this guy. Um so he wrote that 1983. This came out Tombstone. This is like an all-star cast of guys. It's insane. This cast. Uh, it's a western movie starring Kurt Russell. He plays Wyatt Earp. Val mm-hmm. Kilmer. He plays Doc Holliday. Val Kilmer is so interesting because he is one of those guys that is such a great actor when he's in the right role, and then he's just known to be very difficult to work with, though. And he just, you know. He doesn't have the same reputation he did at one point, but there are certain roles that he really just like is perfect. And this is Doc Holliday is one of my favorite characters in any movie ever uh, in, in Tombstone here. Sam, Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer's character, Doc Holliday, in Tombstone is one of my favorite characters. Oh, oh, okay. I, I see. Would say, I, didn't never, I didn't even know who like Val Kilmer was. Yeah. But I, now I know who he is. Yeah. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott is consistently looked like. Probably since as long as I've ever seen him, he's looked like the same age. He looks like he's like, you know, 60, but he's just always looked like that. Uh, just <laughs> the most Sam Elliott, the most classic looking Western guy you'll ever see. Bill Paxton. 
Bill Paxson is obviously phenomenal. Um, he was in, in Texas. Twister. In Twister. Also in Texas Rangers with a Western TV show with... Uh, Chuck Norris. Nope, with Brendan Fraser. What? Oh. Yes. So don't forget that. Uh, so he was in that. Then he's also in a ton of movies with Billy Bob Thornton. They were they were friends, if I remember right, from what I hear. But they're they are in a ton of movies together. Coal mine and friends. Coal mine and friends. Powers Booth, an insane name. Um, that's actually the guy's real name, Powers Booth. He uh he's a guy that you would recognize if you saw him. Just very classic. Uh, big guy in the '90s and stuff like that, but just very unique face. Then. Uh, Stephen Lang, I always recognize him as the bad guy in Avatar. Uh, oh, yeah. Stephen Lang. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church is, and I always think of him from Spider-Man. He was the uh, the bad guy in Spider-Man. In the, in the, Which Spider-Man? In the original Spider-Mans from like early 2000s. The Let's bad see. guy? Uh, he That's... is, give me a second here. I'll give you the exact name so you know what I'm talking about. Oh, he's Sandman. He's Sandman. Uh, Sandman. Sandman okay. and, and Spider-Man. Oh, I never it's saw that Spider-Man one. Spider-Man 3. Okay, yes. You might not have seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I just associated him with that. Um, then, obviously, you have Billy Bob Thornton in this. He's playing a Southern guy. This is pretty classic. Uh, you know, his accent, everything like that. Billy Zane is in this. Billy Zane is in this. Billy he is, freaking Zane. Yeah, he's an actor in this. So then, uh, those are kind of the main... Oh, also, a classic Charlton Heston. A classic actor, like one of the original actors in um, big movies like Ben-Hur, The Ten Commandments. He was Moses in The Ten Commandments. Uh, so, like, the original one from... Yeah. So, okay, there's a lot of big people. The point I'm getting at, it's a huge cast. It's, a, it's based on a true story. This whole thing is based on a true story. And basically it's about Wyatt Earp and there's the big shootout at the OK Corral. Oh, so yeah. people, I think, have heard kind of the, the basis of that story, but it is all kind of based on a true story. Yeah, I listened to a podcast about Doc Holliday yes. recently, and it said that the movie Tombstone was like extremely accurate. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I wasn't sure how accurate it was because you never really know, you know, how stuff lives on or things like that. It is all takes place. It's called tombstone because there's a place called tombstone, Arizona, which is all takes place in. So it's basically, you know, a guy's a, a former, uh, white Earp is a former, um, lawman. He's living in, in tombstone. And then these kind of outlaws come into the town and him and his friends kind of have to take control. Justice is coming. 1993 tombstone. Uh, I would say my top three favorite Westerns of all time. One of my other top three favorite westerns of all time also has Kurt Russell. I'm talking about Bone Tomahawk. So Kurt Russell, pretty Bone classic Tomahawk. in the Western world. Uh, Tombstone, That's a cool name. I highly recommend Tombstone. Top tier for me. One of my favorite Billy Bob Thornton movies. Uh, a Dave, a uh, Davy Crockett on the Alamo scale. Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett. Yeah. That's a high rating. I knew that one would go high. Yeah. I was saying, yeah, I was saving it for a while. You should watch Tombstone, though, Steve. It's a good movie. It it, uh, it holds up. Yeah, from '93. I'm telling, yeah, for '93. It's only been only been 30 years. Yeah, it's only 30 years. I'm telling you, it holds up. I'll call today. You call now. I'll call now. Oh, okay. This is a thought that I that I was thinking the other day, um, and it's about problem solving, Steve. It's problem solving. I just noticed okay. a, a lot of people seem to drive themselves crazy. Um, 
especially now, it just seems like I've noticed a lot more uh, people are just having a really, obviously a lot of people are having a hard time just being not around people and things like that. Right. Uh, but I yeah. feel like it just, things get kind of over and you never know if it's like some of it's reality or just, you see stuff on social media or on the news or things like that. But it just seems like in general, a lot more people are a lot more stressed out and a lot more just not, you know, not being able to handle things as well. They're just around the circumstances of the pandemic and all the different stuff. One of my thoughts was that, um, if you, when people try to solve things on a macro level, it is very difficult versus a micro level. Like if you try to take on the world's problems, if all of a sudden you say, how am I going to try to solve world hunger? You're going to go crazy because that's an impossible task for one person. Right. And I'm not saying that's not an important issue, but if you try to figure out what is, what are you, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Sitting on your computer and, that a degree in agriculture. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, so I'm saying like, so like let macro problem would be, I want to solve world hunger. Micro problem would be I'm hungry right now. Right. I mean, like, so what is yeah. something you can easily solve right now? I can go get a meal and or make something. And now I've solved the micro problem. So obviously a micro problem is way easier to solve than a macro problem. Obviously a macro problem has a much larger impact on society as a whole, but yeah. And and not everybody can solve their micro problems. But I'm saying I think uh, an issue is that so many people focus so much of their time on stuff that in reality they they can make small impacts in, but they sp- spend way too much time focusing on a macro versus a micro issue. Um yeah. Like what what can you do? I think it's better to focus on what you can do for society rather than what can you do to solve this problem overall, like what can I as like an what individual? What can society do better? Yes, exactly, exact, hundred percent. So that's a better way of phrasing, Steve. What can you do better for society versus what can society do better? Because you're one of millions of people in this group, and all you can really affect, hundred percent, you can always change the way you handle something, but you cannot change the way these millions of other people that you might think are crazy are mm-hmm. are handling something. And so the more you focus on those other, you know, millions of people, hundreds of million people, you're going to go crazy because you, there's nothing you can do to change that. So I think that the key is to really, I don't know, what I've noticed what helps me is focusing on what can I do. And and some of what can I do obviously help myself, but also what can I do to help those around me? Because those I can't affect. So yeah. I think the... In, in your little bubble. In my bubble, yeah. And if everybody were helping people within their bubble, that, that keeps expanding out and out and out, but they're not yeah. driving themselves crazy. What can I do to affect, you know, a million people at a time? Or what what am I going to say somewhere that's going to change something? It's not going to change something. You know, it's, yeah. you, you got to just focus on what can you do on a micro level. That's Those are my yeah. thoughts. It's a good thought. That's my hey, you I'm see just a lot saying of segment. Post about... The uh, just everything. Yes. Just anytime there's an issue, people are always, oh, I su- I support this person, and you're like, I, nobody cares. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, clearly, like, <laughs> you don't need to be like you're not really helping by just saying that you're on the whatever team. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of an issue that's not political. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, most know, of but them that's, are. <clears throat> that's what it is hard to find one that is not. But as I was just thinking, you know, 
hunger or whatever. I just, you're right. When you're, when you're associating yourself with a team, now you're trying to fix that team's problems and that team's problems are massive. And it's, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, uh, I don't look, I don't look at one political party and think, what can that political party do for me? I try to think like, just what can I do for myself and how can I, you know, what can I do? That was almost what JFK said. Yeah. Well, yeah, but now I feel like if JFK said that now people would call him, you know, insane or something like that, you know, like, oh that, my God, yeah, yeah. that's, that's so opposite of how you, would you feel the majority win. of people think. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a, on the nice list problem. of uh, most handsome presidents, so. Yeah, we did have Which that list. Would, that was actually a good conversation. So, speaking of politics, yeah, we did, me and Seed individually, we're looking at the best looking presidents of all time. And so we were trying to figure out, do you judge this based on how they looked during the presidency or how they looked at any point. Yeah, that's the big yeah, uh that's the big debate. disagreement. Yeah. Because during presidency, like Reagan, for example, yes. I'm a big Reagan guy. I think he was the most handsome at one point. His lifeguarding picture when he was at the quarry where he saved 132 lives, I think. Yeah. Um it's right over in Dixon. You can Dixon, you can drive on over yeah. if you're in Chicago. And uh, yeah, he was, he was looking good. But then, what's his name? There's this handsome other guy. I can't even remember. Yeah. So, it, but but Reagan, by the time he's old, he's fairly old at that point. It would be hard to put him at the top of the list if you're talking about when he's president. But earlier on, definitely probably the best looking if you're doing from a time period of of any age. Uh, JFK is yeah. obviously on there, but JFK's is a little skewed because he was also like the youngest president. I think Roosevelt. I don't know. Well, let me look here. On this, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, number four on this list. And they, this is the only one that I found that ranked all the presidents. Okay. Franklin Pierce is number one, and he is dashing. If this portrait is accurate, because I don't think they had uh, picture mographs in his time, strong, defined. I, I would agree with this Franklin. Bones. Franklin Pierce is, uh, he is a good looking guy. You know, and the more I've also looked at this, I realized that if you're a hot guy, slim chances that you get elected to be president. Like, yeah, we've had a lot of presidents and not many of them are like, I'd say, great looking guys. I mean, exactly. You're Look at Obama. Everybody yeah. knows Obama. Yeah. Nobody's going to be like, that is the hottest dude I've ever seen. Yeah, I would uh, say he's ranked. He's ranked number six on this list. Yeah. So Obama, uh, I would say <laughs> definitely a, a, a above above average looking guy. Like he's definitely not ugly by any means. He's no, like, no. He's no, like a good no. looking guy, but he's not like nobody. Would, if he was not president, I don't think you would pass him and say he's He hot. wouldn't be in a, the Victoria's Secret modeling yes. show <laughs> the male equivalent yes um yes. and i don't know if any of these presidents would have been with the exception of maybe a young ronald reagan and maybe I'm just, franklin pierce too franklin, he is the he is the bone structure his, the for problem it. is i can't see his body all, all these pictures of pierce he's sitting in he's like sitting down he's got like four layers of clothes on and i can't i would have to see his body to get a full you know to see what four I'm really layers working of there well, yeah, he's probably uh, got a, see. he's got like a vest and then like a white shirt and a coat oh. and you know. Uh, all right. Well, hang on. Let's rescind on Pierce a little bit. Okay. <laughs> what you don't like these pictures? 
No, I just read his bio. He um in he was uh he was not good. Well, everybody's got a he past. Everybody's the, got a past. He thought the abolitionist movement was a fundamental threat to the unity of the nation. Yeah, that's not great. That's not great. Yeah, but man, was he dashing. Yeah, and, and they're saying Polk. Polk is okay. I mean, Theodore Roosevelt had kind of like a like a dorky, good-looking vibe to him. I don't know. He should be way lower on the list. Yeah. But I don't know. I, you can't put anybody in front of him. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the like, thing. At least he was like a man's man. You just you just look at some of these and you're just like there is just a lot of not good looking guys. Yeah, I, that's, that's that's what I've just become to, to be the most almost shocking of all this is, is, how, is <laughs> how bad, how bad looking, looking the president have been. And I don't know if this is the best representation of what we want to show the world, right? I know we should like Canada's got Trudeau up there and they all hate him, but at least he looks good. <laughs> Germany, I think, has like Germany. Uh, there's one European country with just like a lady prime minister or whatever they have. Now and I, she is good looking. I see on this list last they put last is John Adams. They say he was the ugliest president. Really? Yeah. What'd he do wrong? <laughs> just just poor just genetics. Poor poor genetics. That's tough for John Adams. Yeah. Hate to see that. Hate to see that. Um, but again, it, it, some of these things, if you're not factoring in the fact that they were presidents, let's let's remove the bias of them being presidents. Not an overall great looking group of guys. Um, and it is it is I think in the future we can see some change. I, re- I definitely do recommend uh, looking up hottest presidents. Yeah. And it's going to make you mad. You're going to, you're going to want certain people ranked much higher, much lower Washington at 22. Dude had no teeth and a brick face. Drop him down. Now I'm seeing a young picture of Rutherford B. Hayes. Can you confirm that he's good looking when he's younger? Rutherford B. Hayes. Yeah. Rutherford, Rutherford, that name is insane. Rutherford B. Hayes. Can you look up young Rutherford B. Hayes, see if he's actually this hot? Because I'm seeing a picture right now, and it is good looking. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, oh, man. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, people think he looks just like Drew Brees, except he's a more handsome Drew Brees. Okay, I would say, if and I'm seeing these pictures. I actually might think, I do see the, the correlation between Drew Brees and him. I would say a young Rutherford Hayes is going to be top two, but again, during president, yeah, he did not. He's the man to beat. He did not age necessarily that great. He has a huge beard later on, which is a little hard to tell. Yeah, um, yeah, no. But uh, actually, pretty good looking guy. I actually might put him in my top two now. I he's in my top two. I he might be top one. Yeah, I actually agree with that. That was shocking. Well, we're going to leave you with that. Um, enjoy uh, doing any personal you know, searches you want to do. Let us know your top three. Let us know your top three. Yeah, let us know It'll some of your probably be a young Rutherford B. Hayes. Yes. Um, and, and again, this is where it's controversial. Can you, and we want to hear your thoughts as well, can you factor in when they were younger? Because some of these guys, we have not looked at all of these guys when they were young. I think we need two lists. We need two. Yeah, I agree. Two lists. So... Uh, email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Rate the show on iTunes. 
Share the episode with a friend and don't forget that secret menu at your local fast food establishment. The show has ended. I rest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.